everyone, and welcome to the Legion with Weekly Live Stream, episode number 183, coming the 6th of October, 2018. Ah, oh, my friends, it's been a long 2018 years, but we finally made it to this point in time where we can finally partake of the Legion with Live Stream. I am your first host, Alex and Garthon Marshall. With me, as usual, is Brett, Heathen Dog Grissima. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Today is a great day. I mean, uh, it rained a little bit, but where I'm at, my goodness, it was like, what, 77? I have no idea. I'm not where you're at. Well, you're close enough. It was, it was like in the mid to high 70s. It was you're crazy. close enough. I'm like a thousand miles away from now, you. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. You're, you're going to get my weather tomorrow. We are at that, different latitude. You're, you're going to get my weather tomorrow. That's and it. And not even close. Oh, stop. Jeez. I don't even know where you get that. I mean, you don't have you, you you don't have the cup size for it to be a good meteorologist, so you stop. The uh, I that took me a while to to process that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that was a mean comment, Mister Heathen. <laughs> but let's talk about our our segments today because we got so we got some good stuff. Oh, this, nice is, this is this is this is some nice things. Heathen dogs, Heathen dogma, RPG fundamentals: How do classic World of Darkness end with a whimper? Oh, that was me. Oh, Part no, one. No, Vampire no, it, the Masquerade. That's right. It ended with a bang, and it was a good one, too. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because uh, it's October, and uh, from what I understand, there are one, two, three, four Saturdays this month, and there are three major uh, uh, World Darkness uh, uh, store, uh, games, Vampire, Mage, and Werewolf. Now, Vampire Mage, I own all the books for, so that's easy. I'll do some research on the werewolf end of the world. But, uh, hey, you know, end of the world, Halloween, October, let's have it. Let's do it all right. So that's what I did. Yeah, do something spooky because no one else does that on Halloween. We're, we're oh, changing things up. That. What? When? Everyone, all people do that. Oh. How come the stores have Christmas stuff and the Halloween stuff then? That's what makes it scary. That is true. In Garthas comic poll, we're going to talk about As Guardians of the Galaxy number two, Justice League number nine, and Infinity Wars Sleepwalker number one. You remember Sleepwalker Kids from the nineties? He's Sleepwalker. <laughs> I vaguely remember something like that being a bomb. He doesn't have a nose. Great. It wasn't a bomb. It just. We can talk about it, but basically, they expected okay. Sleepwalker to be the next big thing, and they gave him a major push. And then everyone went, oh, it's kind of neat. And then dropped it like a bad habit. Yeah, just... <laughs> it was almost like, hey, kids, he's cool. He's radical. You know, and that didn't happen. Yeah, and... Like, like like the power glove. Yeah. <laughs> power glove's still cool. Shut up. Hey, for the two gloves, for the two games made for the power glove, it's actually pretty cool. For every other game in existence, it's terrible. <laughs> kind of like Rob the Robot. For one game, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Everything else is terrible or useless. Everything. Useless. Yep. Would be the right term. And honestly, you could replace Rob with a friend holding down buttons. So. Algarian says Power Glove was a time traveling device in Kung Fury. He's right. Yep. Well, it was also <laughs> like a dimension hopping device in Captain N, the Game Master. Yeah. That's true. The cartoon's going to make a comeback, my friend. You just wait. No. No, I'm I'm waiting for the day where Captain N is a playable character in Smash Brothers. See, 
that that's going to come back the very same day that that uh, Michael Jackson's Captain EO or Captain EO uh, Captain EO comes into theaters again. The exact same day that happens is when yours is going to happen. They actually there actually was a brief resurgence of Captain EO at Disney World. They redid okay. the theater. Brief. They were showing the original film, including the original intro movie. Yep. Yep. I actually saw it on uh, uh for my 12th birthday, my my parents took me to uh, Disney World and I saw it at Disney World. I saw Captain EO. I've seen Captain EO. I, I I thought it was good. Yeah, it's actually it's not bad. It's not yeah. great it's not acting. Great. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but it's it was made good. by Michael Jackson, Jim Henson, and George Lucas. How bad could it be? It could oh, be and uh, and uh, it could be sixty-six percent bad. Wait, also, just forgot the Spielberg was involved too. I think. Okay, it could no, be no Lucas. It was just Lucas, not Spielberg. So. Oh, all right, sixty-six percent bad is as possible, but it was fifty percent, forty-five percent bad, forty-five percent bad, fifty-five percent good. I'd say uh, it was. It was then, pretty bad. Yeah, it, it, it would have been better if you cast someone else besides Michael Jackson in it. Yes. but <laughs> Which is sad. But Not a great actor. Not a great actor. Yeah. But you know what? None of the, else, none of the else, rest of it would have made sense without him. It's true. You know? Yep. Yep. And that, right, gotta remember, that, was still, that was about the same time as he released the Moonwalker movie. Uh, where he had to save the children from Joe Pesci. I, I, a giant I, had the, I also had the, uh, the video game for the Sega Genesis. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. Frighteningly enough, that actually is a good game. It was a good, good game, but in, in context that you have now, it was it's very scary. <laughs> so, oh, saving children, opening trunks. I like how he dances and explodes. Arcade games different, but also very good. Anyway, end of the RNG, we're going to talk about how we are not hashtag silly for Tilly. No. No, we are not. That is a Star Trek Discovery reference. If you don't understand it, that's fine. If you yeah. do, if you don't, well, we're gonna drop some knowledge on you and mainly heathen dog. Heathen dog has more vitriol for this than I do. Yes, yes. So you, I mean, you're not a fan, but no, I am I, actively, I'm actively a hater. I'm definitely in the in the uh, Amont, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk the ancient mystical order of no tillies. There but you go. That uh, all right. Special thank you. We'd like to thank our current top subscribers, G Ren, who made the Illuminati tier, and thus is oh yes, thus is privy to the secrets that few others this, are. And thank you to Jiren especially, and to all of our other top subscribers through Patreon. Thank you so much. Also through uh, Streamlabs, Baldahar is our top donator. Thank you very much, Baldahar. And through Twitch, cheers, Zontrem, Zontraxism, a.k.a. Zon. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. It's your donations and contributions that allow us to keep going with all the content we provide. Absolutely true. So we got Elgarian's back. He's been streaming a lot. He Oh, it's a lot? A lot. Like 20 days a week. It's like he was, had buildup, had to relieve it. It's true. It's true. It's, it, you know, it's like you're going to freak out about two months. Oh, God, I got to stream every day. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So upcoming, Legion of Fox subscriber giveaway. So if you're a follower or subscriber, just know on the 20th of October. Yes. If we have 10 sub entries, it'll activate. You explain, Heathen Dog. Okay. If we have, we're, we're going to do a sub and follower giveaway. All right. If there are 10 followers, at least in a giveaway, we're going to give away a game to one of those people. And then if that works out, then later on in the same episode, we're going to open it again. And if we get at least 10, we're going to give away another game. If we get, perish the thought, 
20 followers in the same giveaway will give away both games at the same time. These are subs, not follows. Yes. Now, sub, if we have subscribers, we do have enough subscribers. If they all come on and there's 10 subscribers in the giveaway, I will give away. Where do I have? Nope. I put it in my computer room. I will give away a crucial MX500 250 gigabyte hard drive. Now, if you tell your friends, tell them to come along to uh, Legion of Myth, drop their Twitch sub one month right here, right here, and we get 20 people in the giveaway, I will give away the hard drive. And then, this is my hard drive. I bought this with my money. And then I will give away my RX 580 8 gigabit version 2 overclocked Radeon video card. Very nice. Overclocked meaning that it will equal a GTX 1060, which as of August 2018 is as good as it gets for people on Steam, apparently. And also, <laughs> Gary would like everyone to know that if he's interested, he is giving away, if you're interested in giving Shroud of the Avatar a try, he has some game keys to give away. Ooh. Yes. Yes, contact contact Elgarian if you want to get in on the Shroud of the Avatar. Now, uh, I would like to say that he would like you to take the free trial for a week or two, you know. Yes, kick, so you're not just kick, using up a key. Yes, exactly. Kick the tires, see if you like the game. And if you like the game, head over to Elgarian's stream, either Tuesday or Wednesday, or any of the other times he streams, which is every day. And uh, and he will he will drop a key on you. He will bestow. Oh, he will bestow a key upon you, and then uh, you can activate the game fully. Yep. And if you like your trial, your free trial, if you use the key, will convert over, so you won't lose anything. Yes, you will. You will not lose anything. All of your character and all of all of your items will will uh, convert over. The only thing it will do is it will activate all of the features that a free trial does not have. Yes. Like in in game mail, uh, there's some messaging stuff that you can and cannot do. You know, depending on if you're free or paid. Uh, this game key will make you paid. So there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And also, don't forget, coming up in 2020, 2020, in the future, year of 2020. Less uh, than two years. That makes it sound less futuristic. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can join with the Legion of Myth physically. Yes. At Gen Con. So, ticket registration is January 2020. You can sign up for activities May 2020, and the event happens in August of 2020. It's early, but just let you know now in case you want to hang out. Yes, S save up your ducats because it can get expensive depending on where you're coming from. Enjoy Especially an adult if you're coming beverage. from overseas. So, some of the people who watch this are actually from overseas, so that's going to be a little pricey, especially um, for Max Liao, who lives in Germany. <laughs> and if we have enough interest from members of Legion of Myth, uh, I will actually run a game for Legion with members. There you go. You will Legion actually be able to play in only. a role-playing game with Heathen Dog and Max Liao. Yes. And you can learn to hate them as I do. Yes. I mean, what? No. <laughs> he does says, 2020, I don't even know what's scheduled for tomorrow. It's two years from now. Well, you know, hey, you know what? Here, just save about $10 a week. Yep. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, let everyone early. Everyone know early that, you know, if you want to do it, Take some, it takes a bit of money to get you know, a hotel room and tickets and all that stuff. It ain't cheap. That's why I'm saying save now. Yeah, it's not cheap. So... I'm mowing lawns for myself to get the money together. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yep. Selling I'm... my body on the street. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm I'm, I'm under overpasses three days a week, but yeah, whatever. You know what? Yeah. It makes money. Yeah. <laughs> like you buy a 2020 calendar, so you can pencil this in. Do they sell <laughs> calendars that far in advance? You can get you can get a calendar for any year because you know the, the it's it's predicted. You can well you don't know, also the do like the the dates actually cycle. Was it every twelve years or eight years or something? So you only yep. have to buy eight years of calendars, whatever, and then you can just keep recycling. Just kind of like just kind of like you know magic marker the yeah, mar- date, ma- the know. year. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about and then you're just, done. You know, yeah, paste over the year and you're good. Of course, if you wrote the calendar like I have a doctor's appointment again. Oh no! Every really? Time, of course, Dang. if you have the doctor at the same time every year, it'd help out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. just just uh, do your physical every year in the same day. You're good so, to go. That's right. You're not dull. You're just pre-planned. And as always, if you want to join the Legion, spread the word. Join Discord, Twitter, tweet us. We'll tweet you back. We do that. YouTube, Twitch, and the audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Dino says they have those fancy electronic calendar things too these days. Oh, pshaw. Yeah, I I have my Palm Pilot. It's great. I just this is this is everything here. Are, are, are you talking about like phones and whatnot? Well, this is my phone. Bam. There it is. See that? That is impressive. Yes, that it is, is. Very impressive. Bam. Oh, where is that's that? what I use. Where's that thing? You know, what my last phone was flip phone. You know, what my phone before that was flip phone. Flip phone. You know, what my phone before that was flip phone pager. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't <laughs> got to got to show it off. If you want, get your memos. Got your keypad. Got got a little like little thing right here. Oh. Oh, look at that. Blackberry. At... Oh wow. <laughs> that that is only a step up from my phone. You realize that, right? It's like two steps up, man. <laughs> two steps up. Okay. One sorcery. Algarian says it's sorcery. It's one. Step. It's a single step. Yeah, it, it's a rung. It's one. It's rung. a rung. It. Your flip phone probably has more apps for it than that. Did you want to run than the BlackBerry? <laughs> Actually, actually, my uh, I, I bought my flip phone because it is uh, impact resistant from a drop of over 50 feet. It is uh, EMP resistant for shocks. I mean, I'm not talking nuclear EMP? blast. Like, yeah, like it, it, it has it has electromag- electromagnetic, you know, protection. Uh, I'm not talking about from like a nuclear bomb because but in case no, you're attacked by Magneto or something, you're ready. Yeah. In case you're attacked by Magneto, you can still call for help. That's right. That's, what That's I'm important. Saying. And it's it's water resistant up to twenty meters. That's good for when you're going through all your uh, your dives. Well, no, I mean I have been on boats before, and I've seen people drop their phones in boats, or not in boats, but off of boats. Dropping your phone in a boat, not so much a problem. Dropping your phone over the side of a boat, much bigger problem. That's true. Fair enough. Your support keeps us going. It keeps Heathen Dog and flip phones. And you can do so through a Patreon subscription, a streamless donation, getting your gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, or typing in cheer when you're watching live on Twitch. We'll go over that more later. Max Leo's now doing Tropico 6. I love Tropico. That's a great series. It was fun watching. It yeah. really was. Yeah. I really 4 was really good. I really liked 4. 3 I liked a lot. 5 wasn't so good. I haven't played 6 yet, but uh, from what I've watched of Max Leo doing it, it looks really good. So you can watch him streaming Tropico Thursday and Friday. Good stuff. And Algarian is back. He got his computer back. They did not yes, send is. him, like I suspected, a box of old fishing weights and hay. They sent him an <laughs> actual computer this time. It's true. It's true. And it's an actual working computer. I know. I, I, was, I, I was betting on rocks and, and weights and a picture of an actual computer. But, yeah. 
Yeah. I thought it was going to be wow. a cardboard box that was, you know, had magic marker to look like a computer with rocks and with fishing wits <laughs> and hay in it. It works now, even. I know it's awesome, Milgarian. And so, watch him play Shred the Avatar on the schedule Tuesdays, Wednesday, 9 Central, and also whenever he feels like it. He was playing yeah. in other games earlier. But He's playing Fallout 3 a second ago. That looked good. Fallout 76 yeah. coming soon. But uh, also be sure to check out his Soda links, Role Players of the Avatar, the premier role-playing source for Shroud of the Avatar, and SodaHelp.org, the premier help website for Shroud of the Avatar. Yep. Ah, oh, and the disclaimer. Here we go. Comfort zone, everyone. Get the ready. Get ready to be comforted. In this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While you make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. But I guarantee any references or language will be at least 25% less offensive than anything that happens in Congress. Bam! Oh, political burn! Hit it! <laughs> it's on everyone in Congress. They all deserve it. Um, <laughs> this disclaimer offends you. I'm outraged. That's why we have a disclaimer. Well... The individual opinions are of the individual host or commentator, but the disclaimer is the opinion of all of Legion of Myth. Hmm. That means that if Elrigan is outraged by it, he's outraged by himself. That's Ooh. fascinating. That's a, that's in the wormhole. That's, that's too deep. That's like, that's the Ouroboros of outrage. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding off of itself. That's making right. Making me insane. Oh. <laughs> that head explodes. All right, everyone. When we think of outrage feeding upon itself, there's one thing that I think of, and that's Heathen Dogs Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals. Thank you very much, Garthon. Hello, everyone. Glad to see you here. Today, we're going to, well, it's, it's October. It's Halloween time, so we're going to talk about the World of Darkness. Classic World of Darkness because we decided, well, I decided, to talk about the end of this of the world of darkness okay the end of it how they wrapped up all of their titles simultaneously indeed with the time of judgment but first this time we're going to talk about vampire how they ended vampire the masquerade how did they end vampire the masquerade well i'll tell you as soon as we get through the particulars Publication date for the first edition, 1991, second edition, 1992, and the revised edition came out in 98, and this the and the end time started in 99, and by the time 2004 came around, they killed it and went on to the new thing. Now they have Vampire version 5, V5, they call it. I had the first edition book. I missed that book. I know. I have, I have it right here, actually. This is... This is my first edition book. As you can see, it has much love. Does it have all the quotes in it? Has all the quotes in it. That and it's got, from later it's got damage. I don't know where this burn damage came from, but that happened. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Does it has the uh, creepy comic book in it? Yes, it does. It has the creepy I love comic that book. creepy story. Yes, where you flip through it, where you, you see the, 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 the life and times of, a, of an ancient oh, female vampire. Yeah. Yeah. She's anyway, yeah. Uh, the publisher, uh, the publishers, the actual people, not White Wolf Incorporated, the actual people uh, who who were uh, hel- who were at the helm of all three of these at one time or another uh, are listed right here. And the price on eBay is a staggering 
$30 to $200, depending on which version and what condition. Like, obviously, mine, being in the condition it's in, would be much closer to the $30 range. Yeah, it's a first edition, though, so that, those go for more. Those go for more because it's first edition, but, I mean, you can see it's, it's a little peeling rough shape. away. Little yeah, rough it's a little rough shape. It's uh, The cover's peeling away on both sides, but... You can go to drivethroughrpg.com and get the PDF for between 15 and 30 for any of these editions. Yes. And then go to back in time to Kinko's and have them uh, print it out for you. But if you have a spare first edition copy of Vampire the Masquerade, you want to donate it to a sucker, I, I'll take it. He'll, he will. He'll take it. Take I it missed, all day. Like I said, I miss having that book. There you go. <laughs> all right. Now, let's talk about the beginning of the end. And it starts off with the prophecy from the Book of Nod. Now, the Book of Nod was a uh, ancillary book printed out by uh, White Wolf. It's kind of like the Vampire Bible. You know, it's it's written in pretty verse, and uh, you know, it has it's full of parables and completely unnecessary to play the game. I mean, only real hardcore fanatics or douchebags actually bought it. So here I am holding it right now in my hand. Because <laughs> I am either one of those. I'm not saying which one, but I'm either one of those. Is that the same okay. Nod as in the poem, Wink and Blinkin' and Nod? No. Oh. No, there's in the land of Nod, which is the land, all land outside of Eden is called the land of Nod. It, and then when that land is known, land that is not known is called the land of Nod. It's... It's whatever whatever part of the earth is not known or not sanctioned by God is called the land of God. All right. Now, uh, in in this book, it it gives you a I don't want to say a direct uh, link or set of events to the end of to end of times called Gehenna. But uh, it gives some signposts. And. Like like the Bible that has changed throughout the centuries, has been revised again and again and again. Some stuff taken away, some stuff altered, some stuff added in. This is not what you'd call a guidebook, more as a general area type thing. Now, one one of the many things it says that harkens the end of times is... Uh, vampires that cannot sire other vampires. Siring is creating other vampires. You create another vampire by killing, almost killing a human, feeding them your blood, and they, within minutes, change into a vampire. Now, when the time comes where that doesn't happen, it's called the the time of thin blood, and it's gonna uh, mark these signs. They're they're coming. Gehenna will be on Earth. Mark the shadow which flies. Blah blah blah. And then we get down to, and you will know these last times by the time of thin blood, which will mark vampires that cannot beget. You will know them by the clanless who will come to rule. Okay, now first thing is the time of thin blood. Now that uh, that is one of the books I had up in my splash screen. That is the when the, the curse or power of Cain's blood passed through generation after generation. A vampire has thinned so much that it can no longer transform a human 
into a vampire, it fails and the human just dies. That is the time of thin blood. That's what it's talking about. Now, elders will rise. Elders are are called Methuselah and Antediluvians. Now, these are the most powerful creatures on the planet. All right, these creatures are thousands of years old. Antediluvians uh, are talked about in the Bible, technically. I mean, uh, Antediluvians uh, survived Noah's flood. All right, so they're they're old. All right, now uh, good swimmers. They yeah, and, and they can swim like nobody's business. No. Okay, uh, da, da, da. and it talks about the, here we go. Uh, the world turns cold. Oh, so too our grandsires will rise from the ground. They will break their fast on the first part of us. They will consume us whole. Now, the reason it says that is because the older a vampire gets, the more rarefied his hunger becomes. A regular vampire, firstborn, can drink the blood of animals and survive. But as the centuries go by, he can no longer sustain himself on animal blood, has to turn to human blood. And as the as the millennia go by, human blood even cannot sustain you. Only vampire blood will do it. Now, these Methuselahs and Antediluvians are, well, according to the Bible, at least five to four or 5,000 years old they can only sustain themselves by drinking the the blood of other vampires. So uh, when they rise, that means lots of vampires going to die. They're going to die because these guys are hungry. They've been asleep for a long time and they got big appetites. So watch yourself. Now, it also uh, in here says that Cain and Lilith, uh, if you're not hip on your, uh, on your uh, alternate... Yeah, your, your, your alternate uh, Christianity Apocrypha lore. Then uh, Lilith is the uh, uh, maybe yes, maybe no first wife of, uh, of, of Adam that was cast out because Adam wouldn't accept her. She was cast into the land of Nod. And uh, when Cain killed his brother, Abel, and he was cast out uh, away from Adam and Eve and, and all of their children... Uh, he went to the land of Nod, which, like, like I said, is the land that is unknown, and uh, met with Lilith and learned magic from her. Now, he left her, like, high and dry, like, oh, I love you, baby. No, it's all good. It's all good. We'll be together forever. Bounce! So she's pissed. She, she's she got beef. So apparently uh, she's also going to be, be featured in the Edom Times in this book. And then it also talks about Dampiers. Dampiers are are uh vampire hybrids born of vampires which we all which, learned about in vampire hunter d which we all learned about in vampire hunter d which was unheard of until the time of thin blood which i will get into in a minute now let's go on to the next thin blooded what it means this is mile marker number one people this is this is the first stage in the end times for vampires now it's all about the weakening of the curse uh it starts off with the 14th and then the 15th generation. Now, when I say generation, I mean uh, vampires removed from the first generation of vampire, which is Cain, the first vampire. He 
sired created vampires they are second generation those vampires created vampires of themselves those are third and so on and so on and so on until you get to 14th and 15th half of all 14th generation vampires are thin-blooded all of 15th generation vampires are thin-blooded now if you have thin blood you cannot sire other vampires though these humans these poor people just die they just the, these guys just die you take him to the edge of death, feed him your blood, and... Not enough magic to keep him around. Nope, they, just, they die. just die. And your blood cannot make ghouls. Ghouls are very useful for vampires. Uh, the, the magic in vampire blood given to a living human being stops their aging process and gives them some minor physical magical enhancements. Now, this is great because... Uh, after a while, they get addicted to your blood and then they love you and they can be awake during the day to protect you while you're sleeping and they are completely loyal and they are stronger than any regular human. Very convenient. Very convenient. Now, also with thin blood, you cannot form blood bonds. Now, this is cool. If, uh, if, a vamp if you're human, for example, and you drink a, a true, a, a full-blooded, not not thin-blooded vampire's blood three times on three separate occasions. You are blood-bound. the The magic of this vampire's blood binds you to that vampire. You can now do him no harm. In fact, you want to protect him or her, just instinctively. But if you're thin-blooded, no, doesn't work. Sorry, buddy. And you have limited blood pool usage. That means uh, uh, the lowest generation of of what they call true vampires is 13th generation and they have a blood pool usable blood of 10 points this is this is an arbitrary number this is not something to worry about it's just that when you get to 14th and 15th generation that usable amount lessens uh 14th generation can only use eight out of their 10 and 15th generation can only use six out of their 10 now if you're not if you're not familiar with the game this is not important don't worry, I'm not going to bring up a whole lot of game mechanics again. So, let's go on to the next slide. Now, here comes mile marker number two. The very first antediluvian wakes up. Yeah, to start running, kids. Yeah, exactly right. It's called the Week of Nightmare. Now, the reason it's the Week of Nightmare and not the Week of Nightmares is because any human psychic, any vampire with any... Uh, uh, mental abilities any uh, of the bloodline of this antediluvian which is Ravnos all of them had a continuous nightmare throughout this entire week which in canon was from Monday June 28th to Sunday July 4th in 1999 they were stuck in a state of complete delirium the entire time spouting nonsense speaking Sanskrit because that's what this antediluvian knows. That's the last language he's he spoke. Because he's damn old. Exactly right. Now, why is this bad? Well, again, go back to the book right here. When 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 your grandsires wake up, they start feeding on you. And, and they that's can exactly... command you. Yes. He woke up in India because that's where the Ravnos originated from in India. And for two days, he roamed around India, ended up in Bangladesh, and he called his children, all of his bloodline, all of the Ravnos bloodline vampires were 
were mystically compelled to come to him so he could eat them. Mm, good. To yes, get his hunger get his under control. Back. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just walking blood bags to him. He don't care. Now, there is an ancient uh, uh, Asian vampire sect called the Kuijin. Kuijin? Something like that? Sure. Sure. We're going to go with that. Or Kuijin. Kuijin. There you go. I think that's probably more, more correct than mine. Yes, Kuijin. Now, they... Uh, they they and the Ravnos have been enemies for a while because the Ravnos have, you know, origin in India and the Kwai Jin originated just to the east, you know, eastern central Asia. So their territories butted heads. So they've been enemies for a while. But even they realized that, wow, this Ravnos third generation vampire running around killing like everybody is not good for anyone. So three fourth generation Kwai Jin uh, uh, vampires went to fight this guy. I'd be more concerned about my own Methuselah waking up. <laughs> my own uh, I'm ancient Kwai Jin waking up. I'm like, ooh, they got a problem over there. Yeah, well, you know, th- this was the immediate problem and and th- these uh, these vampires have a different idea of of love life and and everything than the than the western vampires they're more yeah. taoist and buddhist and stuff like that they 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 have a, a yin and yang mentality and this dude was way too much yang yep time, got so, time to yin that boy yeah we t- t- time to yin this mother up so that so they had to fight him just because he was upsetting the balance of the world so four days for three days and nights the the uh, Kwaijin actually blotted out the sun so so that they, they could continuously fight the ravnos antediluvian for three days and nights could not beat fight. him yeah could not beat him could not beat him but other elements of the world of darkness conspired to defeat him uh may, mo- mostly mage uh, the, they the, have uh, the technoc- power. They had the power, exactly right. They have the power of true magic, which is just underneath the power of God. So they they had uh, magically infused neutron bombs that they dropped on the site because you know what, this is not stopping. It's been almost a week now. Tick tock, tick tock. Already a million people have died. We got to end this. So they just dropped four neutron bombs on this guy. Killed the three Methuselah. That'll teach him. But did not kill Ravnos. Hmm. Almost killed Ravnos. Hey, that's better than the Methuselahs, than the uh, Kwai Jin. Exactly. Didn't quite kill Ravnos. But at the end of that, all of the other Kwai Jin who were keeping the clouds undercover stopped. Because it was daytime now. And he was barely hanging on to life. The sun burned him up. Killed him dead. But Good. the story, yeah, the story doesn't end there because uh, his dying, with his dying, uh, I would say breath. But they but don't need to breathe. They don't need to breathe. With his dying act, he caused all of his bloodline to go insane and kill each other. So for four more days, <laughs> the Ravnos, if they saw one another, immediately started tearing into each other to to kill each other 
well, they the were end, there all could be only but, one, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was a whole high Highlander situation at this point. They all just killed each other dead uh, on, until at the end of the four days, when when the when the power of the dead uh, Ravnos antediluvian finally faded, there was barely any Ravnos left. Barely any. And yeah, they all felt pretty bad what they did. I'm sure. They were like, oh, oh, I killed everyone. I killed all my friends. Oh, oh. Anyway, let's go on to what this cost. Now, this this uh, this brought upon, or depending on on your vampire version, mage version, or werewolf version, all the the red star is present in all three. Most people can't see it. It is a mystical event. All right. Uh, the only people who can see it are strong human psychics, uh, vampires with, uh, with mystical sense, uh, mages and werewolves, because they are both, they are, because both those are much more attuned to the spiritual world than most vampires are. And, uh, what they all have in common is in looking at it, it gives them a sense of horrible dread. Like, Oh God, Something looking at this happening. thing makes me scared. And every day it's getting a little bigger. Now, vampires call it either Cain's Eye or Wormwood. The end times. That's what they call it. Now, in, uh, in Mage, it's called Telos. In, were- in Werewolf, it's called Anthelios, which, is, which literally means anti-sun, which is anti-life to them. All right, but we're going to get into that later. Just I wanted to let you know that this Red Star event crosses all of the game platforms. That this is what actually heralds the end of the classic World of Darkness campaign set. Now, let's go on to Gehenna, the vampire one itself. Now, this book, which I have the physical copy of, what a this surprise. book, what a surprise, yes. It gives several options depending on your play style, your campaign, and your group. It gives you lots of options. Uh, all the remaining antediluvians rise up and the characters actually interact with them on some level, in some form, one after the other, which is more horrifying than the last. They make a nice phone call, say, please don't eat me. They're like, well, I will exactly not eat right. you. Yes. We'll worry you out right now if I wanted to, <laughs> um, sit, um, to um, say um. hi. Exactly, yeah. I, yeah. I want to drop off a pizza. So we're... Yeah, yeah. None of those interactions end great. All right. <laughs> None of them end great. Now, or uh, God passes final judgment on all vampires. I'm guessing or, that would not go well for any of them. No, it didn't go well for them. Or God saves a chosen few that he deems are worthy of a second chance. Or it's a campaign reset. Well, I think no matter what, it's a campaign reset if any of those happen. Well, well I mean, yeah, you, you continue with you – know, it gives you the option of continuing – with the same characters, just radically changing the course of the campaign. It gives you that option. Although that is not, that is like an afterthought, just in case you wanted to do that. It's not actually anywhere near canon. Now, all scenarios have different rules. Each of these have specific events. Each of these have new game mechanics, depending on, 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 uh, on which ending that you as a storyteller choose. And all of them have vastly different results. I'm going to go through some of the ones that I like the best. The first one is the most exciting. All right. Yeah, this, these are the ones where all of the antediluvians rise up one after the other. And you, as the group, are pulled in to their machinations. 
Okay, they all start to enact all these end game plans that they've been, you know, hatching for the last couple of thousand years. Well, they've been you sleeping, know, all... they've been dreaming up their plans. Exactly. They, they've, been, they've been dreaming up all these schemes and now it's time to get them done, right? So you are caught in or actively maybe choose to actively participate in these things. Uh, some groups may embrace the carnage. Some antediluvians may you know, want this carnage to cause destabilization to screw up the other people, other antediluvians plans so they can be on top. Some try and stop it. You know, uh, there, there, there is an, an antediluvian who has reached Golconda called, called Salu, who is, a, who is a, a vampire who has reached a state of vampiric, I guess you could say, bliss or enlightenment to right, where... He doesn't need to drink blood and stuff like that anymore. You know, you still have to drink blood, but at far less rate, and animal blood will always suffice, no matter how old you are, and you almost never succumb to uh the animal instinct of a vampire inside you like if you're low on blood or you smell blood or you see fire or sunlight or something like that your your beast or your instinct inside you will cause you to freak the frick out no if you've reached a, a, a state of enlightenment called golconda you you are free of all these things so that S salute is one of the ones who are trying to stop the end times by stopping all of the other antediluvians plans or really most groups try and stay on top of the pile not get buried underneath with all the guys who lose back the winning horse you know and then maybe we'll live through this because these guys are gods compared to you i mean you have to blow so many points in character generation just to be eighth generation vampire these guys are third they are vastly more powerful than you. In the game, it doesn't even tell you how much blood they can hold inside their bodies. It's a big question mark. Okay. That's right, Will. Somebody said we're family friendly here. Wouldn't we freak the freak out? <laughs> Such language. That's right. Now, uh, the group's choices, who they side with, will in, in this instance decide what end actually comes do you side with with uh, with with salute and and uh, you know try and bring about a, a new balance to the world do you side with some of the other antediluvians and help them gain control of the world and then the world will be remade in their image and you may or may not be be you know lieutenants of the new world order or whatever you know and of course, there is a point where Cain and Lilith, you know, get into the death match. The, you know, ding, ding, ding. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? I don't know, but it's going to be fun seeing it. Probably you everyone know. near them. Everyone near them is going to lose. Definitely. Yeah. That's the most exciting. This has the most danger, the most twists, the most turns, but it has the least dramatic or emphatic storyline. Now, if you're looking for that, you're looking for the redeeming storyline, which is our next slide. This one is God has given you a shot. All right. The group is chosen by God. For some reason, at some time during the night before Ge the nights before Gehenna starts, you hear church bells ringing in your head and a general direction that they're coming from, no matter where you are in the world. And you are compelled to find it, to find this bell. Okay. Great. Nice. Now you are drawn to this place and it is a place of safety. If you get there in time, 
and you you get there before Gehenna starts. The the uh, this this end game is called Wormwood, by the way. The uh, the uh, uh, Eye of Cain or or the Wormwood Star gets close enough to Earth to where it bathes the Earth in a fog, a red fog that only vampires can see, and it starts withering them. And this lasts for 40 days and 40 nights, just like the flood. And at the end of 40 days and 40 nights, there will not be a drop of vampire blood left on the planet. That's God. God gave Cain all the, literally all the chances in the world to redeem himself. He, he even watched as Cain's child or grandchild the Ravnos Antediluvian rose up and started murdering folk by literally the millions. And Cain did nothing, nothing to stop his problem from killing the children of God. That's when God said, nope, we're done. I've given you a chance to redeem yourself. You failed again and again. This is the last straw. These vampires, they got to be gone. Sweep them clean. Before I did a flood, this time I'm doing wormwood and you're gone. Now, God told this plan to a little Dampier girl who just had her first period. That is important. I didn't just say that because I'm creepy. Now, she receives instructions from God. Not just God comes creepy. You know, it's, not, you know, side note. I am also creepy, but it's also in the book is very important. Yeah, now, yeah, side note. Yeah, side note. Also in the book. Now, she receives instructions directly from God. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. You are tasked with finding your protector a warrior of the lord who is also a vampire and then create the sanctuary and and bring the chosen among you and during this time i will judge them if they are judge worthy they will be saved if they're not they will burn with the rest of those bastards because that's the way it is and uh, she is protected by a vampire with true faith now true faith is something that a vampire can have. You truly believe there is a God and you truly believe that God can redeem you. This true faith gives you power over vampires. It's the only way in the world of darkness a cross will work on a vampire. It's the only way to sanctify ground, to make it holy, is if it's held or used by a, a being with true faith. This vampire is called Ferox. He is a gargoyle subvariant. Mm. He's a he's a grotesquely uh, mis, uh, disfigured vampire with with wings that looks like a gargoyle statue come to life. But he has true faith. He is a warrior of God. This little girl, this twelve year old girl, finds Ferox and tells him that she is a messenger of the Lord. Kind of like in Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from Gad. Same thing. And Ferox hears God's words and sees God's truth through this girl's eyes and says, yep, I'm on board. Team God, that's me. And he enacts the ritual to bring the chosen to, you know, bring the chosen here. And during the 40 days and 40 nights, all of the chosen in here are protected from, from God's withering of all the other vampires out there. But during these 40 days, they are all tested. If they are found worthy at the end of the 40 days, they become human. If they are found wanting at the end of the 40 days, when the sun comes up, they burn just like all the other bastards. That's the redeeming ending. Of all course, right. if you want to do something else, 
you wanted to turn up the dark like to 11, then you could go everyone dies badly. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, of course it was so obsessed, uh, uh, Dow Nomad. Uh, the, the idea of Cain and Abel is so entrenched in Christian mythology, you can't separate it. Once they decided that Cain was the first vampire, this whole thing had to be about God. It had to be about Christianity. It had to be. Well, now, the storyline, you could also yeah, play a game without ever mentioning yeah, it. Yeah, you, you could also play a game without ever mentioning it. But if you want to play the end times, you have to you have to do it because God brings his judgment down. That's it. Now, it I, I would go so far as to say Judeo-Christian because this is Old Testament stuff we're talking about. So the... The Jews right, have this right. one as well, right? right. So Judeo-Christian, not, not just Christian. Anyway, now if you want to turn up the dark on this one, you take the redeeming storyline, except your group wasn't the one who was chosen. Yeah, it's not <laughs> they, good for you. No, they have to live through the end times, these 40 days. Now, they have a different mechanic if you want to stretch it out. Instead of 40 days, it's 40 months which every month vampires get weaker and weaker and weaker instead of the 40 days. You can do that as well. They give mechanic for that as well. Now, during this mechanic, you have the withering, which is vampires get weaker and weaker and weaker every other day or every other month or whatever. Oh uh, blood bonds break because because uh, Kane's blood is, is getting weaker and weaker. Ghouls can no longer uh, feed off of vampires to to keep their immortality so a hundred year old ghoul will at the end of one month when the vampire blood in his body runs out and he can't get more from the vampire master he will instantly age that hundred years and just die sorry dude and anyone who isn't beyond their natural lifespan will age to their natural lifespan which to the point where they should be and then be there so if they've been a vamp if they've been a ghoul for 50 years since they were 20, well, now physically they're 70. If if they survive the rapid aging. That's right. They can still fall and over dead from that. You can still fall over dead, yes. Now, no new vampire blood can be made during this time, during the time of Wormwood. That means whatever vampire blood on that first night exists in the world, that's all that can be made. No new vampires can be made. When a vampire drinks human blood, they do not get any any more blood in their body it just passes right through them it, it doesn't transform it doesn't become mystical so that means the vampires to stay alive have to start feeding on each other that's the way it is and your group has to live through that at least one of them no no nobody's gonna live through this because yeah, uh they, they made sure that mathematically no one can live past the 37th day the extra three days were just in case some some character had a mage friend who cast some magic spells and did some stuff still even if you had that connection you still won't live the whole 40 days but I or use time magic and exactly on the first or, day Exactly. Or 40 months, depending on, on which withering you want to do. <laughs> when they start pulling live. the, I have a mage from a time magic step, it goes 40 months real quick. Yeah, it does. Like, oops, sorry, dude. Uh, God kind of saw that coming. Uh, 
Uh, down, right. So, yeah, but got it. Not my thing, but very interested to list how the authors use it. I'm a human from Earth, so I know the background for less Earth in my fantasy is all. Yeah, it makes sense. No, I believe it. I believe it. No, but uh, uh, if, if you don't want God in the campaign, I, I didn't. I didn't want it. I mean, uh, there are a whole lot of vampires, written vampires in this game, that, that treat vampirism as a scientific anomaly, as, as an evolutionary offshoot yeah. that nature is trying. Yeah, we're with you, Dunno, man. We get you. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of vampires written in the game that believe that. They don't right. believe in God. But you know? it can be they interesting. Like, some people curse. really love that links to like real world realism or mythology. Yes. yes, some people really do, but you don't have to play your game like that. That's you one don't. of the wonderful things about RPGs. You can play it however you like. You bought the book. It's not like software. You can change it however you like, and no one's going to yell at you. <laughs> but uh, if your group sucks, you can do this to them. Yes. Yes, you can. Now, that is all. That is it. Uh, that is how the Vampire the Masquerade uh, ended. That was it. God decided, you know what? You're done in one way or another. You either die horribly, uh, die quickly, or you get to be human again. There you go. Lovely. Well, thank you, Heathen Dog, for that terrifying look at the end times in Vampire the Masquerade. You are welcome. What do you think of segment? I thought it was pretty good. What are your thoughts yeah, you on thought... the new World of Darkness versus Classic? We didn't really talk about that much. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, but the, if the you new have World's played Darkness. the new versions, you could let us know what you think yes, versus the Classic. Yes, if it, especially if you played V5. If you've played a, a, a fifth edition vampire, please, you know, throw it in the comments, throw it in YouTube, you know, whatever, throw it in chat. I I, I want to hear it because I personally have not played it. So <laughs> that was terrible. And if you have any suggestions for future RPGs to look at, let us know. And in the future, he will be looking at the end times for Mage and Vampire. Yes. Next will be Mage. Yes. Not next week, but the week no, after. no, week after next. Next week's more anime. Yes. But you just got me. All right. Don't miss an episode. You go to Twitch. You go, hey, I want to watch that on Twitch. I want to be notified. You're right there. I see a little heart. You go click. Like, oh my God. Kaboom. You can also subscribe. That'll let you go with all sorts of wonderful things, including all the giveaways and contests we have going on. YouTube. Well, that's nice too. Subscribe to there. Bing, bing, bing. But it's not the same as the Twitch subscribe. But we, we answer we answer all comments on YouTube. We so do. go ahead and roll so thank down. Thank you all. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. If you want more Heathen Dogma, you can find him on YouTube. He loves Heathen Dogma, anime and RPG segments, team-ups, and Neverwinter, Star Trek Online, and all those wonderful things. Currently in Star Trek Online, Garth and Heathen Dog are going through Foundry missions for the Victory is Life Foundry contest for Star Trek That's Online. Right. So Only you, found one stinker so far. Yep, so you could go through and look at which one you should vote for if you play Star Trek Online and don't have time to play all the missions. And you can also check out his stream, personal stream, Monday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, of Sins of a Solar Empire. Uh, he's been playing with mods. He just finished playing up with a Battlestar Galactica mod where uh, he... I got, I got owned. Well, considering the <laughs> conditions you set for yourself all but, against you. Yeah, yeah. I had five players, me and four Cylons. Four Cylons were teamed up against me, so I lost. Oddly it enough. It happens. Oddly yeah. enough. But, but Twitter, I, I put out a Twitter poll... 46, the last time I looked, 46 votes. And it looks like Star Trek is going to be the next winner. Heck yeah. So, so Star Trek mod it is. That's my vote. There you go. Thank you, Heathen Dog. All right, everyone. We know what time it is. Mm -hmm. It is time. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. First up. As Guardians of the Galaxy, number two. 
I find the new title very funny. Uh, written by Colin Bunn, art by Matteo Lolly, colors by Frederico Blee, and cover by Dale Kewan and that's supposed to be Jason. Can't believe I misspelled that. I even double checked. Uh, Keith. All right. So I really liked the first issue. I was surprised how much I liked the first issue. This issue has the same artists and everything, but it just doesn't look as dramatic as the first issue. I'm not sure why. I checked the artists and they were the same. It just doesn't look as good. It's like it's missing drama to it. Uh, the lines aren't as jagged. The I think the inking was done very differently this issue, which really changes the tone of the whole thing. Um, other than that, the art is really good still. And they start explaining what the heck is going on a little bit more. Um, Did it explain why Kid that Loki? destroyer is missing an arm? Uh, that happened in uh, Ragnarok. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, All which right. also is what killed... Well, the whole Loki thing is very long and complex. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're not going to get into my kid Loki's here. All right, all right. Let's move on from this. Sorry, my, but my you figure out the MacGuffin they're going for is this super magic horn that Loki had made a long time ago. What the horn does is it causes Ragnarok by summoning dead gods to fight for you. So, if all of all, and not just talking about like Norse gods, we're talking about multi-universal pantheons of gods. That seems like a bad idea. It is a bad idea. Oh, okay. Just make, make, making sure I had the right idea. Okay, good. Yep. Right. Um, you can even see on the second page of art I'm showing here. Um, basically, it says, uh, Angela says to Kid Loki, like, and why, having created such a thing, would you abandon it to be discovered by someone like Nebula? It seems reckless, even for someone like you. Do I detect a tone? Most definitely. Well, at least understand one another. Yes, first, let's be clear. I am your brother. At least a shadow of him, a fetch, a figment. Mm. But uh, he, he goes on to say, the reason he just left it in Nebula is because it's like, no one would want it. It kills everything. It's a bad idea. Yeah, it's 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 like the ultimate nullifier. I mean, right. even pulling the trigger, yeah, you win, but you also die. Right, so, so it's like, no one's it? crazy enough to have it. I had yeah. it. So that when Ragnarok came, I could give a final F you to the world. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just, uh, you know, if I'm going to die anyway, I'm going I'm to take everybody with me. Right. That was kind of his thing. That was his yeah. opinion. That's why he had it made. Yeah. yeah. You never thought, he, for some reason, as an, as an Asgardian, he never thought Anne would be crazy enough to just say, I'm evil and I'll do it. Dunk says for a second that Kid Loki was Monarch from the Venture Brothers. I could see how you could see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, yeah. So basically, Nebula, uh, known from the Guardians of the Galaxy films as the evil cyborg daughter of Thanos, yep, got a hold of this horn that when you blow it, it summons, summons dead, dead gods, gods from multiversal realms. Right. Got it. So that apparently is her plan is to use this to kill everyone because she's mad Why? at everyone because she's Why? mad. What? Because she. She's good, good job, mad. Loki. Well, good job. Give it. To She's give all it ticked to the... off that Gamora killed Thanos. Why? Because Thanos is her dad. Yeah, but uh, historically, I mean, I'm not. I'm not just talking about the movies. Historically, even in the comics, she wasn't a huge fan all the time. That's true, but she's currently a fan. Oh, okay. So because of that, she's going to kill everyone. Villains of Marvel have seen motivation beyond killing everyone or half of everyone. They do. 
But that's kind of like mm-hmm. nebulous thing. Um, mm-hmm. But mainly she wants it for revenge upon anyone who wronged her. Without realizing the full scope of what she's doing. Or even if she does realize she doesn't care because she's you know, evil and crazy. Yeah. So basically what these guys are doing is they're trying to stop Nebula from summoning dead gods. Because they are as guardians. And that affects them personally. So that's kind of what the plot going on here is. The first issue was a lot more dramatic. A lot more bang, this, oh, craziness. This is a lot more settled down. They're starting explaining things a little more. Okay. There's a thing where they go to a planet and fight some alien gods who are dead. Uh, the big ending is Nebula goes to the Kree Empire. And is like, hey, y'all got to surrender or you die. And the Kree guardians are led by, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Guardian? Crusader? The guy with the giant mohawk. Oh, uh, st- st- Centurion? Shoot. Nope. Nope. Well, I can't remember his name. I feel terrible because I had it. I feel terrible too. I can't. I can remember everything about him. He's purple. He's got the mohawk. Yeah, he's purple. He... He's a giant mohawk. His strength actually varies depending on yeah, how d- self-confident d- yeah, d- he is. D- yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on how self-confident yeah. he is. Yes, yes. Now, let's uh, look at the Kree Guardian drill. Crack. He's, he's a Kree Royal Guard. Yeah, he's probably uh, the Kree Royal Guard. Yes. He's, uh... Oh, God. <sighs> Everyone looking up real quick. Yes, I am too. Kree Royal Guard. Uh, uh, Imperial Guard. Yes, Imperial Guard. Uh, Star. No. Oh, what the heck is that? That's not even. Members. Strike Force. I don't want to look at that. Marvel Strike Force. Who cares? Nobody cares. Guard. A gladiator. No. Gladiator. Gladiator. That's his name. Yes. Yeah. Imperial Guards are a gladiator. Yes. 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 That's him. So... Gladiator. Gladiator's yes. there, and he's like, ha-ha, we don't turn to She's like, yeah, yeah, you're making a mistake. He's like, look, we're, we know who you are, Nebula. We've whooped you before. He's like, yeah, you're going to want to change your mind about that. And she blows the horn, and uh, she summons a bunch of dead gods, including Thor, who starts whooping Gladiator's butt. And it's not like happy Thor. It's like a skeletal, bearded Thor. Got to remember, it's multiversal. So in a oh, universe where Ragnarok right. already happened, she can grab that yeah. Thor and have Got him it. beat the crap Got out of people. Got it. Check. Check. Yes. So, yeah, that's where that ends. Um, Didn't super like this issue. The art was good, but not as good as the last issue. A lot of stuff that seems really interesting in the first issue they don't expand upon. They start giving... The best character development moments came when Angela was talking to Kid Loki, so you kind of get an idea of that. And when Throg, the Frog of Thunder, is... There's a comment like where the people are talking, and one of them says, wait, who's who's flying the ship? And then it's, you go to the bridge, and you see the frog <laughs> piloting the ship while he's thinking these very grandiose poetic thoughts to himself. And that was a neat moment. That was fun. Um, as it is, it's pretty good. If you really, really love wacky comics, and you really love... As Guardians, this is have I got a comic for you, my friends. There you go. Um, but as it is, it's pretty good. I can't say it's great. I would say it's above average. I don't hate it. Okay. I like it. I'm going to okay. get the next issue. It's good enough for me for that. Oh. Uh, so it is going to get a very marginal three stars. It's three stars. I like it. The art's pretty good. It's not as good as last S- issue. The story's story pretty good. was declining. Basically, everything was pretty good. But- but not as now, good as hang last up. issue. Yeah, the, the the whole story thing, this ha- this one had to be more explainy. 
right. than the first right. one where it set up all these grand things. Now you got to explain them before you go on. Right. So it could be just a blip. Right. It, it, you got to put a lull. You got to have the, you yes. can't, have, you know, have a, you know, keep going up, up, up. It has to like, okay, now you got to explain, yeah. give a yeah. break. Then something happens. Exactly. Yes. This is the explain the issue. It's and at bad. the end of the issue, something happens. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. it's not bad. It's okay. not, not great. Right. Not bad. All right. All right. Got it. Three stars. I liked it. Sure. Didn't love it. It's fine. Next. Justice League number nine. Duh. Yeah, Duncan's yeah. Tunk is doing his Batman thing again. Uh, just wait. Just, Batman's coming. So, yeah. right now. Justice League number nine. Written by Scott Snyder. Art by Jorge Jimenez. Colors by Alejandro Sanchez. Covered by Jim Chung and Tomu Mori. I just want to say that I like the art in the book more than the cover, actually. The cover's not bad. Well, yeah. But art in the book looks really good. Let me see. That's some good art. So, I'm going to full screen that art real for a second. Looks like that's some good art right there. Okay. These guys do it. some good work. Nice sense of perspective, nice sense of color, uh, nice sense of action, even when not much is going on. This is another explaining issue. And after all the nutso stuff that's been happening in Justice League, it needed an explaining issue. So, thank goodness for that. The, uh... Essentially, they've just stopped the Legion of Doom's plan to destroy the entire universe. They're dealing a bit with the fallout there. They've ended up taking over the Legion of Doom's headquarters as, or making a new, they new just watchtower. made a new watchtower, essentially. Sure. Um, the new watchtower is actually full of pocket dimensions. So everyone can create their own realm. What? Not really realm, but like, it's not that every, like, Hey, here's your Superman. Here's your room. You actually get like, like a, ev- everyone space. gets a TARDIS. Come Kinda, on. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't find, I, that doesn't bother me at all. Surprised uh, it didn't do too, it sooner. Uh, it's a little too weird. It it it, it actually re- reminds me of, for for some reason of uh ah crap that that uh, wild horse or wild something that comic wild stallions. No 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 not the no uh ah crap where the there was the woman who had electricity powers and she lived throughout the entire century and there was a. a a gay couple, one of them. Oh, had that was the authority. Well. The authority, yes, reminds me of the authority. You no, know, the authority for some really, really, really wanted to be Justice League. Well, yeah, but <laughs> they, but they, they they had a ship that could basically do anything like that. Um, basically do anything. So. Yeah. So, basically, it takes place a series of conversations between key players. Most of it is a conversation between Batman and Superman. At the end of the last series of events, the moon got kind of blowed up. This begins Aww. with Superman putting the moon back together. Why? Because he, he can. can. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. while he's putting it back together, he's having a conversation over his uh, comp piece with Batman the sure. whole time. Because, you know, I got I'm, – I'm just doing some light lifting. Right. So, you know, Superman you know, could just put the moon together. Yeah, whatever. So he's putting them back together. We all Batman's talking the whole time. Like, you know, you're doing the wrong thing. We need to do something else. I'm Batman. And <laughs> everyone, everyone loves it when you do the Batman voice, by the way. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I mean, this is um. So he's putting the moon back together, and Batman's trying to convince him that they need to put a base on the moon. A big old bat base needs to go on the moon to protect, as an early warning. He says, "Protect the Earth." Giant bat yep. base needs to yep. happen. 
Yep, got to got to do it. I got the money. Burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Jackson, please hit the last panel and put the moon back together. Have him holding a flexible extra piece. Now where is this? <laughs> I just I find that funny. Um, but he's like, you know, <laughs> oh sh. It's an IKEA moon. <laughs> so while he's putting it together, you know, all of a sudden they start getting attacked by these aliens called coronavores who feed off of solar energy, right? Sure. And yeah. that's really bad for Superman. Right, because they could suck the solar energy right out of his cells. And he's in space right now, so that's right. super bad. So they actually Batman in this panel you're showing here is like it's like Superman's like, Oh, they must have been oh hiding in the Earth's crust, uh, in the moon's crust near the sun's side, just like at the solar exposure. The drain solar energy, Superman. And if you hold your breath in space the whole time, you need to. It's like, no, I'm finished this. The ones you're fighting are only drones. The maker will be nearby. I'm Batman. The point is, the moon doesn't have to be that way. We can build a bad base. You know, um, it was funny the whole time I talked to him. Like, occasionally, occasionally, like, flashes back to where Batman is. Batman is, like, on the Justice League surgical gurney. Because they pretty much he got, like, everything broken. <laughs> when he got beaten up real bad. Uh, a couple issues ago, or last issue. Mm. So he's putting being surgically put back together, but while they're doing that, he's still coordinating attacks. <laughs> because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. <laughs> um, also, that's happening goes to like Wonder Woman and Aquaman talking about you know just hey how are things going need some help, and you see that's when they start talking about everyone's different housing right how she's like you still haven't set up your place wonder what's going on. You know, it's like everyone else reset up their place. Like his place basically is underwater, but has his dad's fishing ship at the bottom of it. Um, so it's like a giant fish tank with a boat in the bottom. Pretty much. The uh, Okay. Well, because he's actually stepped down as ruler of Atlantis and Mira is now ruler of Atlantis, his wife. Sure. Because the thing, his opinion, as happens occasionally, like he was a terrible ruler because he was always, when he was ruling Atlantis, he was worried about helping the Justice League. When he was helping the Justice League, he was worried about ruling Atlantis. So he was never a good ruler or a good leader, so he feels bad about that. Sure. So he's kind of dead going one way. Got it. The, well, I start talking about how uh, everyone has their rooms set up, you know, and everything. They're big old spaces. It's kind of neat to see, like, everyone's room, you know, like, Clark, like, Superman's room is, like, has, like, it's wide open, so people, like, the viewing public could see it if they walked by, you know, everything's just right there. Yeah. I mean, obviously not, like, the bathroom and bedroom, of course, but, you know, his desk or whatever, it's all just there. He's going to be wide open, say, and then say, unlike Batman, then it shows his room, which is, like, in the dark. It's a vault with a giant metal door with a bat symbol painted on it. Yeah, 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 it's, it, it, there's no welcome mat on that one. Right, right, no welcome mat in the Batcave. Yeah, got it. So, and it actually ends up with a nice conversation of why everyone's building the room they do, not just as a reflection of their personality, but what they want to show to the world. And also to show what they think of themselves. Right? So what does sure. the justly need? What do I mean to that? And, and so it's more than just where do I sleep? It's a commentary of everything. So it's very much like the TARDIS. With every new doctor, the TARDIS changes. With every new room well, in but, this... Right, but it does like magically get set up. They have to physically set up. Like you see, Wonder Woman well, there are physically moving right. columns around. Sure. And she, the, basically, she, she's setting up a temple. Greek mythology myth, temple. Well, thingy. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like a non-denominational temple. It's some place where people uh, can meditate, can pray, can, because that's what the Justice League need is like a sense of peace, and that's what she's trying to bring. 
Okay. And I was like, oh, that's neat. You know, trying to see that. Sure, I could see sure. It. That's fine. I could see that too. It's fine. Meanwhile, in the Batman Superman arc, you see. Oh, they have a foundry. Duncan Otto says they have a foundry. Yes, they yeah, have a foundry ship. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the great big Mega starts to, is going to attack, right? And it's like, oh, you got to get out of the Superman. The Mega's attack. They'll suck you dry. So I was like, no, I'm not worried about it. I'm going out there to help you. Oh, this is Batman. I'm going to help you, Superman. You can handle it on your own. I'm fine, Bruce. You, you need to be a surgery. Everything. Yeah, they you, broke your everything. Yeah, yeah. You got nothing down from here down. It's all jacked up. You oh, gotta... he, he puts on his armored, you know, you know, inject cements into your bones temporarily suit. It's like, I'm going up in orbit to help you. You can't handle it on your own. You need the Batman. And and then he says, no, there's really no need to do that because you're going to call off this attack, Bruce. It's like, well, 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 the Batman does not know what you mean. The mm-hmm. Batman has no recollection of this. He's like, <laughs> I know what's going on. I heard the summons. I know that you sent out a signal that's calling these things here, and you know that they'll want to fight me if they see me here. They don't want to be here. You're just trying what? to prove a point that we need this, and I know it. So, you need to call that off. Uh, the Batman, oh, the Batman I don't like this at all. About. I don't. I don't like this at all. No, but the Batman would never lie like that. I don't. Bullcrap. He has no, before many no, times. No, 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 no. He has. He, no, no. No, stop, stop. He has. I'm, I'm saying outright lie. He has omitted truths. No, he's actually outright lie. lied many times to the rest of Justice League. Oh, come on. He no, has. no, the whole brother eye thing, I get. He just didn't tell anyone about no, that. No, no, there's all, been many other times he's outright lied. Oh, that's... But, mm. let me finish again. Sorry, sorry. Um, As, like, the big mega comes up, you know, he's like, you need to stop it, Bruce, because we both know what's going on. And... Just like, dang it! And he turn, you know, he, and then you like you see him turn off the signal. The the big thing kind of stops, kind of looks around, flies off back to the sun. Hmm. And it's not presented as you betrayed me, Bruce. It's like I know you're trying to prove a point. I know you would never let me get hurt. I know that. That's why I was never worried at all. I know you're trying to oh, show that we need a oh. defense out here. And Batman's oh, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. You're, so, so you're, you're saying that in in this iteration of the Justice League, that Batman and Superman are friends again? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Because the, the version of Superman that did not like Batman died and went away. Right. Right. They're buds. Okay. Um, and actually, in this version, because of all the weird timeline crap, Superman has been friends with Batman longer than this Batman has been friends with Superman. Yep. So yep. Superman knows Batman better than Batman does. <laughs> Which is probably very irritating to Batman. But, oh, I'm sure right. it is. Oh, it irritates right. the crap out of him. But he still trusts Superman inherently. But he he also knows Batman would not have let Superman get hurt. Right? Even though that thing could have theoretically hurt him. Batman he wouldn't let, let it get that That's why he's saying, yeah. I need to go up there to help you. He was like, because he would have stopped it. Yeah, and then it just would because all he wanted to show was we need an early defense system on the moon. We need a bat base here. We need something in orbit. And Superman's like, we don't. It was just trying to show it, you could. It, so in the end, everything comes out. Everything knows. It's not like, oh look, I've lied and kept the secret. It's he would never have let that happen. Even if it had gone, Batman would have said, I set this up so that you would know. I'm assuming, but Superman's like, look, I know. I heard it. You you I, you probably didn't know I heard it. I heard it. I know. So, and it also brings back, brings it about to a thing where they start talking about how, look, everyone has to, is learning their place in this new league that we have going on. Everyone's, 
with the source wall being broken still and all the new forces horrors. we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, C- Cthulhu-like horrors that are going to come upon us pretty right. soon. We're all still trying to find our way, and I understand that, and you're worried, but together we can handle it. So it's nice. In a worst case scenario, the super laser would have popped out of a bat-shaped hole in the moon. Turns out he's already built the base, just wanted to be able to prove one. Well, I already built it while you were putting the moon back together. Ha ha. <laughs> you actually you actually assembled it for me. Ha ha ha. <laughs> the IQ, the bat, the Lego directions I left you to put together in the moon. That's why they're always broken up in those weird sections, so you don't know what you're actually building until the end. <laughs> I actually went I actually went to Sweden, asked <laughs> IKEA to help me out. And no no no. I, I, I bought IKEA. <laughs> I used the bat I used the time trap. I used Flash a time treadmill. I went back in time. I founded the Lego Corporation just for this instance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop, stop. All right, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> All, right. All right. So what do I think of this issue? I really liked it. It is going to get the Garthon special four stars. Oh, Baldar, do it, do it, do it. Um, great art, some good action. Uh, it was a slow issue. There wasn't a lot of come, but it, this series needed a slow issue right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was a whole lot four of stars. craziness four going stars. on. Four stars. It needed some well, kind of exposition. Four stars! To, oh, God, out, please, know, no! Kind of like, no! Give, give, a, give a pause no! and breathe. Four stars. No! Four stars. There it is. There it is. But the, uh, yeah, it, so it was a nice breather. It's a nice character-building issue. And I, I'm a sucker for a, a good... Uh, Batman and Superman bus buddies moment. Yeah, I was a sucker. For yeah, that. yeah. You know what? Uh, my 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 favorite one was uh, it was it was the it was a it was an animated movie or or part of the animated series where uh, 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 I should warn I you when I'm about to do a four star Baldhar. I should warn you ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, you really should. But uh, um, talk about the one where uh, Batman dresses Superman dresses up like Batman. No, 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 no. That that, that's awesome. a different one. What, what I'm talking about is the uh, uh, Toy Man, or not? No, not not Toy Man, but the the, the, the little kid genius made made a Batman Superman uh, giant Gobot. Oh, I vaguely and, remember that one. Yeah, and 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 uh, it 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 had to stop this this giant Kryptonite mass from from hitting the Earth, and uh, Lex Luthor uh, destroyed the automated. Uh, pilot so batman had to get in and piloted himself and rammed this asteroid and superman saw that looked looked up at it looked looked at lex luther and said you just killed my best friend this yeah. isn't gonna end well for you and proceeded to beat the living crap <laughs> Out of Lex Luthor. No, like, like, like he ripped out his armor and went, and Lex Luthor went, okay, you got me. He's like, nope, not yet. Bop, 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 bop. Started beating the crap out of him. Like, not killing him, beating the crap out of him, but like, like, uh, like, you're you and he's Mike Tyson beating well, the crap out of him. Ah, uh, there was actually an evil version for which issue was in. There was the, the one, like, uh, Ultraman with the evil version of Superman. Yes. Who basically, when he was threatening someone informed him that uh, that with his super senses he knows exactly how much damage it will take to kill him and he will keep and he will keep hitting him till he's just that shy everything will be broken but you'll still be able to live even after i'm done i'll leave you it's like oh god he can do that he will know exactly he can see your organs functioning 
Yep. So he knows where he could leave you. Well, you'll live, but you'll be in horror your rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's a whole Princess Bride to the pain thing. Yeah. yeah. Superman can win that every time. Yep. If he was evil. All right. Last up, Infinity Wars Sleepwalker number one. Written Here's the one I've been waiting for. By Chad Bowers and Chris one. Sims. Because you need two people to write Sleepwalker. One yeah. to be awake and one to sleep. Uh, yeah, art fair enough. By Tad Knock. Uh, colors by Rachel Rosenberg. Rochelle Rosenberg, whose colors I love. Every time I see her, I like her colors. Uh, covered by Todd Knock and Rochelle Rosenberg. Okay. You remember Sleepwalker Kids? He was going to be a big deal. In the 90s. Oh, my In the 90s. Word. Yes. He only has one sleeve. You don't need two sleeves when you're Sleepwalker. Or no, a nose. No, 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 no. You, you just need, apparently, forearm warmers. That's right. That's right. That's what you need. Big gloves, one sleeve, and a hood. All right. Sleepwalker is not a bad character. Um, Except he didn't take off. He didn't take off. Uh, he was pushed like he was going to be the next Spider-Man. I don't know where they got that idea. Uh, Sleepwalker is part of a race of aliens. <laughs> Those not warmers there to cover his tats. Oh, see? see? Oh, That's right, Valdehar. Oh, he's got... Oh, he's... he's oh, jeez, he's MS-13. Oh, man. <laughs> Or Dang he's it. just, or he's just a latte sipping hipster. Oh no, no, Even no! He'd be wearing a scarf. No, no, he'd be wearing a scarf and have an ironic beard. No. Nope. Oh, that nope. is true. He doesn't have the ironic beard or, or nope. a curly mustache. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. So, uh, Sleepwalker is a character who's part of a race of aliens. Who uh, they're not like outer space aliens they're interdimensional aliens who live in between universes so basically they live in like a world of dreams sure and their job essentially or like or their like their version of the rangers they their job is to defeat nightmares and any dream you know becomes real eventually their reality and that includes nightmares, especially nightmares that aren't dealt with by the people who had them. Those get abandoned, and those actually can become real, and their job is to stop those. Okay. Uh, but when interacting with – sometimes these people get assigned to a person in the real world. In this case, it's Rick Sheridan, who Sleepwalker is assigned to. And they could use that person to act as a conduit to interact with the real world and also cause, you know, to – stop people who cause nightmares or to help people who are having nightmares. Right? So basically Sounds they could fight so crime far. by okay. making your nightmares come true. You know, like you're mm. a horrible criminal, but they will stop you by making your nightmares come real. Okay. Or conversely, let's say that you're a mentally handicapped child and you have just the worst nightmares in the entire universe because your sicko parents do bad things. He could, his job is going there, stop your nightmares Help the person out and make your sicko, the sickos, stop being sickos, or at least get you sure. out. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. Interesting idea for a comic. Um, never really went as far as they thought it would. If you ever look at like the old original series Sleepwalker back issues, there are a lot. Issue one has Spider-Man guest appearance. You also end up with uh, Captain America, Punisher, Venom, Wolverine. Basically, anyone who's anyone gets a guest appearance in Sleepwalker. They really prop well, that guy up. Well, you know what? All all these guys have bad nightmares. I mean, Iron Man, alcoholic, probably got some bad well, stuff. Well, what they're showing you this is something else. All right. Well, you're seeing the cover right here. But uh, it starts off with a documentary being filmed about the Secret Defenders, a film by Rick Sheridan. And, you know, basically it says, you know, Iron Man is the Ultimo, Thor's the Hulk, and who can create 
Spider-Man stands the juggernaut. Epic displays a heroism where it's uncommon here in the Big Apple. Look out your window. There might be happening one right now. But what about those who stick to the shadows? Well, I know that for every Wonder Man, there's at least three or more heroes you've never even heard of right here in New York City. Selfless men and women, some superpowers, some not. But each team is themselves to protect the dark galleries of the world. Um, and the person narrating ends up being a silhouette of the Defenders, um, who yeah. is mostly paralyzed from the waist down. Not completely yeah. paralyzed, but she got crippled by a gunshot wound. Um, mm. She also has the superpower to turn invisible in shadows and teleport through shadows and manipulate the dark force a little bit. Um, oh, actually, a really cool character. Um, Except for she's a cripple. Well, she didn't start out that way. Hmm. But it's one of the few comic characters who got crippled and didn't magically get better. Or, don't worry, I'm wearing my super suit. Not crippled. You know, she actually has to deal with that crap. Right, yeah. Um, she has limited mobility without it. That's why she has, yeah. like, her combat crutches and stuff. Combat crutches, that isn't... That, I don't think that's what they're called. That's what I'm calling Ah, okay. Uh, I no problem with Batman. He actually dreams of Fluffy Bunny songs every night. My world is yeah, dark. I'm sure that's actually true. That's not true at all. But okay. Because I punch doctors in the face every day, I sleep like a baby. Yeah, yeah. Saws like a log. That's, that's what right. he does. Nope. nope. <sighs> well, what's he have to be sad about? Oh, no. The Batman is dark inside. For the Batman is rich and good-looking. But hangs out with Superman as his best friend. Who is also good-looking, but not as rich as me. None of my friends are as awesome as I am. It is so hard to be the bad man. My arch enemy is a clown. Oh, the horrors of a clown arch enemy. <sighs> Have you noticed that Superman's arch enemy is Batman, essentially? Lex Luthor is Batman. Well, no, it depends on the writer, and no, it depends on no, look, the... I'm serious. Lex Luthor is rich, didn't get along well with his parents, hyper-inventive. The only difference is one of them has hair. So, <laughs> the I'm Batman is better looking than Lex Luthor. Right, I'm kidding, ahead. of course. So, ba- all right, so that's basically like the intros to you. To basically kind of get you the idea of what level Sleepwalker is kind of on. Like, this, like the street level heroes he- that Rick Sheridan is dealing with. He's making a documentary. They kind of go into that. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, this big explosion happens in New York, which ties it to the Infinity Wars thing, where that's where Gamora is beating up all the superheroes. Right there. So she's like, oh, I need to check that out. He's like, yeah, go, go, go. Because she doesn't know that he is Sleepwalker. Um, So he goes off an alley and meditates um, to bring out Sleepwalker. They have a quick back and forth, like, what's going on? I don't know, big explosion. Probably people hurt. Yes, the Sleepwalker will go. And he, like, goes and does stuff. Uh, Then after that, it's going fast forward through time a little bit. What? Basically, like, yes, it introduces Sleepwalker popping out. It's like, okay, and now I will go save people as Sleepwalker! Right. Not so heroic, I'm sure. No. But no. after those events, you see that Sleepwalker is called before, like, the Council of Dreamers, essentially. And they're like, yeah, you haven't actually done a great job. He's like, dude, dude, the circumstances. I mean, like, you, the, you saw what happened. Like, yeah, you see, you're supposed to protect... Like, the Earth and stuff, right? And Gamora got a hold of all the Infinity stuff and, like, folded the universe in half, right? Oh, right? piss. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't my fault. And they're like, yeah, but here's the thing. 
we don't really need you there anymore because there's like half as many people and you haven't been doing a great job anyway. So, so oh my God, he was laid off pretty much. Like they're like, you're, <laughs> they're like, we don't really need you anymore. You're like fired and stuff. And he's like, here's your two week severance. Get lost. He's like, wait, wait, you can't understand what's going on there. Uh, Rick, Sher- you know, I need to go with Rick Sheridan and we need to fight, fight, fight evil. And he's like, they're like, yeah, you're a little too attached to that Rick Severin guy that Rick Sheridan. That's a little weird. That's not how it's supposed to go. And next issue's out of temp agency. Yeah. What, can I see your resume? Yeah, ever since the universe got folded in half, none of these people exist anymore. Yeah. It's like, but... but. So anyway. Uh, so, he's like, you know, screw you people. What happened was bad. Things are going to go way downhill. Can't you idiots see that? They're like, yeah, that's not going to help your case. You're, you're definitely fired now. Mm. Or And awesome. if you dare cross the boundaries and go there and try to do stuff and go vigilante, you will be ruled a nightmare and we will stop you. Ooh. And he's like, hmm. So, of course, the next page, he's with a couple of his yeah, buddies. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> goes against the whole thing. Yeah, he's yeah, like, immediately like, that's not happening. You people are stupid. And so he ends up entering the world on his own without Rick Sheridan, who, by the now, who would have, like, been folded with someone else, so who knew who he is anyway? Hmm. But that's when the book starts getting wacky because you start seeing, like, the warps... Like the people across the Starts getting wacky? Seriously? <laughs> he ends up... I wish I had an image of it. He ends up coming upon a Dr. Banner who is being threatened by a female MODOK who's the head of Hydra. Okay. Uh, I gotta get that acronym. It's the best thing ever. Uh because all of a sudden they start writing all these crazy acronyms for what all these happened, all these people. And, uh, uh, where is it? But he starts basically going through multiverse trying to find Earth again. It's like, okay, I need allies who will help me. I need an ally to help me, like, with all this stuff. So first he considers teaming up with, uh, Man Thing Thang Foom. A combination yeah. of Man Thing and Fin Fang Foom. Yeah, really great idea. No, <laughs> I no, thought it was no. Cool. He's like, yeah, it's kind of too big a heavy hitter. I don't need that kind of that, that a little t- too much, a little too much attention. So he's like, hmm, no wait, I know who I'll team up with. Um, and then he like goes to zaps to this place, and in it, I need my glasses for this one. He ends up fighting again. He ends up seeing a bunch of Hydra agents, which stands for highly destructive radical armaments. So basically, it's a combination of Hydra and AIM. And uh, he's fi- and it's not dealing with MODOK, he's dealing with MONICA, which stands for Maneuverable Organism Networks for Infinite Combat Aggression. Sure. It's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and they say that his name is Dr. Scott Banner. And like, you will, you will go and use your formulas for us. Like, you better stop because I'm getting angry. Like, oh no, he's getting angry. His eyes flash green. And then he shrinks. And turns into Little Monster, a six-inch-high Hulk, who starts thrashing all of them because he's a combination of Ant-Man and the Hulk. This hurts so bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't like this comic at all right it's now. It's so wonderful. No, so, it is not wonderful. It's the opposite of wonderful. It is hurting my brain. So Stop it. He thrashes all of them really bad. And they're like, "Oh, run for your lives!" Make and then sleep. Stop. Then the Sleepwalker shows up. And uh, 
Little Monster says, Big Dumb Banner should fight his... Instead of PewDiePie Banner, now it's Big Dumb Banner. Should fight his own fights. Monster tired. That should make things easier, Little Monster. You don't understand, Scott Banner. You will help me save my friend. The Sleepwalker says. And next they're going to the Arena Perilous. So... Okay. Oh, wait, Arena Perilous? Instead of Siege Perilous. Siege Perilous. Well, things, oh. got, things got combined. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, hey, blame, blame Gamora. Um, so, the art is pretty solid in this book. I was actually surprised. I liked the art a lot. The colors really pop. Uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Rosenberg does a great job making things pop that need to come out, and I really love it. The uh, the art for showing Sleepwalker looks alien, yet familiar. It's not, It's alien without being Cthulhu creepy. Well, but it should be Cthulhu creepy. Well, not really, because that's where, like, Nightmare and you can't handle your sandy goes well, away. This is more like we're trying to help people. Well, yeah, but um, it's to help people from nightmares. So, but you know. also it avoids ripping off Kirby, which uh, I don't mind for a lot of things. Like if you're doing Fantastic Four, for God's sake, draw everything like Kirby would draw it. Every wacky mm. machine they do, pretend Kirby was going to draw it. You know? Sure. Uh, or if you're drawing Asgard and stuff, fake some Kirby. I love it. All right. But for this situation, I love how they avoid – She, uh, the artists avoid that. Uh, Mr. – Mr. Todd Nauk. Nauk? Um, so, all, I thought it was a really strong book, and I was not going to buy issue two, but I am now. Ooh. I might not buy As Guardians of the Galaxy issue three, but I'm going to get Sleepwalker number two, because I really enjoyed it. It was just wacky enough, but also serious enough that I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, are you going to help Baldahar right now? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's gonna, I'm actually going to give this one a four and a half. No, that's too four high. And a half. Four stars, wow. Beldahar. It's gonna give it four stars. I want to give it four and a half, but it's not quite there. But it's no, definitely worth a four. Oh, there it is. Four stars for Beldahar. Ah, uh, so four stars in this one. Um, I could be like I said, I could be talked into a four and a half. Not quite there. Yeah. But it really did a great did a great job of introducing a character most people aren't familiar with at all, and explaining yeah, well, true, but it, what it, the hell it, he it, does it, without being yeah. bored. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it kind of reminded me of Sandman a lot, like reminiscing about the Sandman comic a little bit well, with you have the to whole read the, Sleepwalker thing. Right, but if you yeah, read the book, it, it's presented differently like how I did. Uh, yeah, it's presented differently, but it's reminiscent to well, me. Well, you're dealing with people's uh, – you could also say it yeah. sounds like Night Mask of the New Universe where he goes into people's oh. dreams and memories and fixes them. You know. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. But I really, really enjoyed this. Like I said, I could be talked into a four and a half for this, not a five. Um, super enjoyed it. Definitely gonna get the next issue. Uh, I surprises you are I liked it, mm. but four stars. Sleepwalker. Wow. So what did you think of this? Any books you think I should look at? Do were you surprised if you read any of these books about whether your feelings on them? Good comic is four. Bad comic four. Terrible. Four. Just really see what comic is two. That's the, I have given out one star. I think he I gave out a half star once. No, I don't. Really I think, think that. No, we need to look up. I don't think my that. review for America number one, because that was the Amer- worst book I've ever read. Oh, you know what? Yes, America number one was awful, and you may have actually given that. That might have been a half star. That may have been a half star. I'm going to look it up right now. No, I'm going to look it up right <laughs> You're now. You're going to look it up right now because that was the worst comic I'd ever read. The worst comic you ever read? Yes, because it was, it was just the, the leftist nonsense. Yeah, it was pure propaganda. Time. Yes, the, the art was terrible. Yes. 
The coloring was slapdash. Oh god, it was awful. The, the characters were were just two dimensional yeah. and nonsense. The cover was pretty good. Uh, that book even issues like it. You could tell the author had an agenda, and she yeah. wanted to push immediately. So. Like, one of the first things she does is break up with her white girlfriend because you can't have her dating a white girl. No, you can't do that. No, yeah, that's all Latina power the whole way. <sighs> so, anyway, what are your thoughts on any of the books I read? If you have suggestions for future comics to look at, I'll look at them. Even if uh, you just want to torture me like we love torturing Heathen Dog. Uh, let me know. <laughs> Uh, if you have any that you want me to do. And as always, don't miss an episode. You can watch the live stream every Saturday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Or if you want to know when some, any of our Twitch streams are happening, you can go follow us. Say, hey, what's that? And oh, wow, subscribe. That's great. And then you're happier. And then you can also find it on YouTube. You can subscribe there. Zap, zap, zap. Four stars. Four stars. Four lightning bolts. <laughs> and that'll be good, too. So you know when we upload stuff to YouTube, which happens quite frequently. That's <laughs> Doug says, uh, I asked, how long did the Secret Empires go? Oh, oh my God. It lasted, quite, lasted too long, and it was terrible the whole time. Yes, the whole time. It was bad. That the whole time. Head. And it la- oh, God damn. It still hurts me. Yes. Oh. I do like how quickly every comic book stopped talking about that, except Captain yes. America, which still is dealing with ramifications in a very intelligent manner. Still. I, I mean, I would go. prefer... That you just you sweep it. it under the rug, pretend it bin never it. Yes. happened. Yes, bin it. Just right. throw it in the garbage. But Tanahisi Coates, who's writing Captain America, is actually doing a very intelligent Ugh. and adult job in dealing with ramifications of that, even if you don't see another issues. But right okay. now, since everyone's since he's Doctor Supreme, Sorcerer, Soldier Supreme, right now, mm. I would have combined him with someone else. You know, Fair. I would rather see like. This was what I would I would have done a Wolverine Captain America mix. Actually, be, because of the MCU uh, you know, movie film, it would probably be more profitable to do a Tony Stark Captain America mix. No, here's what you do. I got it. Ready for this? Prepare. Oh, prepare. Shoot. shoot. You need to create some clear some space around you because your mind's gonna be blown. Ready? All right. All right. Stop it. Okay. Hang on. You okay, should I'm good. combine Johnny Storm. With Captain America. I don't. I don't. You don't get it? No. Movie universe. Who played Johnny Storm? Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. That would blow. Uh, you're right. That blows my mind. See? You're right. Yes. See? Blows my mind. Yes. Get the same actor. <laughs> blows my mind. Yes. He's okay, combined, but he looks it. the same. Why does he look the same? Got it. Why does he look the same? He looks exactly the same. He's supposed to be a hybrid. No, he's the same guy. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. No, that would be awesome. You're uh, right. Of course, I used to have a friend. Well, I haven't talked a long time. This is my friend. But they like to pretend that every movie happened in the same continuity. Okay. So, like, if the same actor actually is all those characters, so that, you know... Captain America actually briefly was in the Fantastic Four. You know, that kind of thing. So if you think of that, he was also in The Losers before, you know, before he, you know, before he... I love that movie. I, I, Losers it's is a movie. great movie. Really. I, no, no, it's it's not a great movie. It's I a, love it's, that movie. It's a good movie, but... They experimented you know. on me. There's some weird stuff. They did I butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> I can kill you with my, my mind. mind. <laughs> 
That's a great scene. It is. It is. And it was an awesome moment in the movie, and I really liked it. But the movie as a whole. It was a good uh, movie. It wasn't great. Uh, it, it was good. Yeah, I guess that. It wasn't great, but it, it was good. It was yes, good. you're right. It deserves more love than it gets. It had Zoe Saldana in it. She was good. Lieutenant Uhura. Yep. Who, after getting lost in deep space, turned green and became a guardian of the galaxy. Hey, you know what? Stuff happens. <laughs> like I said, all the same character. Loser's good movie, excellent wackiness to it. That's right, Woodell 73. Yeah. Yes. And that was Garthon's column. All right, next is the RNG. This week, we are talking about Air Heathenog's favorite subject. Oh, God. Just kidding. Just kidding. But we are talking about yeah. something. Uh, Star Trek Online has announced its new content for Age of Discovery, which we're pretty, pretty – I don't want to say we're excited about it, but we're interested. Uh, the part that kind of throws us off, especially Heathen Dog, is that it's Tilly-centric. Okay, they uh, STO did this whole thing. They decided, oh, Tilly was an awesome character for some stupid reason. Tilly She's was a fan an awesome character. character. No, she no, is. stop it! All fans of Discovery are stupid. Number yeah, one, I'm not going that far. No, I am going that far, and you want to go that far. Stop it. The opinions expressed in this are the only no, no. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up about this. Shut the hell up about you and Discovery. You hate it. You know it. I we don't all know like it. it. Shut up. I okay, like so Tilly. Okay, in the show, she hurts every scene she deems herself awesome in. Baby Tardigrades are coming. That's good. No, she but, is yeah, awful. Tilly does hurt every scene she's in. I'm not going to argue. Yes, that. she hurts every scene she's in. She. Oh my God, she is awful. She makes everything worse when she's on screen. It's not the actress's fault. I'm sure the actress is a good person. I'm I'm almost certain of it. it really although good? although I have no proof. I have no proof. She could be an awful airhead bimbo. From what awful I've heard person. from fans meeting her, she's always very nice and very very okay. Know, very... Now now. I, I mean, my problems with Tilly are like in the first scenes you see her with, like she's like, I can't be seen with you because I want to be popular. And she's like, oh, you got a case over there. She like goes through her stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and she it's, like, it's, I, you can tell she's a private moment. She's right there. Um, yes. She she just seems like a really creepy. And then after yes. Michael Burnham starts getting so popular with the crew, oh, then they're buds. Yeah, exactly. She is a she is a secret opportunist. Yeah, Doug says Kirk's had a lot of fun work with the actress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 problem here that that I have is that uh, she uh, has a potty mouth too. No, 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 no. Well, that didn't help at all. That didn't help at all because she is the first person to swear in a, in, in a Star Trek franchise, which I hate. So uh, Kirk did say double dumbass. Star Trek Four. I'm not going to say that's canon because that's a movie, but it okay. Okay, I will amend my statement to saying in a in the TV no, I, franchise. I say double dumbass on you in a com- in a comedic way is different than throwing out the yes. F word because you're dumb. Yes, for the effort because you have very little vocabulary and you're an idiot. Like 
the character of Tilly is a freaking idiot. She is. She is. Now, I'm not saying that the person... None of these things I am saying is against the person who is playing Tilly, whom I don't know the name of. I don't. I don't know anything about her. The person. The actress. I don't. I purposefully do not know anything about her because I don't care. Okay? Don't care. So, everything I say negatively about this Tilly person is just the character in this in the TV series. That's it. That's it. Now, if we were talking about Gillian Anderson, it would be a different story. You see, Gillian Anderson, if you don't know because you're living under a rock or something, she played Scully in X-Files. And uh, in in X-Files, she played a, a, a doctor and a skeptic, and she played it as an intelligent, powerful woman for the most part. In real life... I listened to her on an interview. I believe it was on Letterman. I don't know which year. You listen to any but, interview uh, with her, and she, she will not strike you as a Rhodes Scholar. As a freaking idiot. She is an idiot. I mean, I, I am not a genius, but I do have a higher IQ than most. If I had sex with her, I believe it would be bestiality. That is how low I think her IQ is. Now, I have not in any way heard the actress who plays Tilly outside of her role as Tilly at all. So I am not commenting on the person. I am only commenting on the character. That's it. I want to make that very clear. The character of Tilly is a horrible example or a great, depending on your point of view of failing upward. She at the end of season one of discovery is promoted to to an ensign, an officer. Well, that's, she you know, has... pretty basic, you know, nope, promotion. Nope. Shut up. An officer. She has been found to have command ability. And I say bullcrap. Bullcrap all the way. The entire first season, she has not shown any leadership ability at all. None. Zero. As a matter of fact, I, I want you to go to the next slide right now. I did. Okay, good. I'm absolutely certain she was intended to be a humanizing influence in discovery so, uh, someone who is wide-eyed and naive and and aspires to be what starfleet wants to be but actually she is awful and i want to kill her see that's a little strong nope nope it's strong. exactly right it's exactly right i want to kill her and anyone who likes her Okay. Uh, I say I, I want say... to. I... No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I want to. But of course, want and do 
are two different things. And Tilly wants to do the right thing in most cases, but in actuality, she does the wrong thing in every case. In every case, she displays the negative portions of command in every case. And yet she is promoted to Ensign at the end of season one because she is failing upward every single time. Is it possible that most season ones of Star Trek series are pretty rough? Okay, really no, are. you know what? No, 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 no. Tilly, this idiot Tilly, idiot Tilly. That's that's the new watchword of the day. Idiot Tilly. She was planned. She was planned. Failed the blaze dragon pilot for making you lose your marbles. <laughs> no, no, it's not dragon pilot. This, this, the, the, the discovery is a bad show. It is a bad show, and this is just one example of it. Season one of Enterprise was really rough too. No, no. Season one of Enterprise was not as rough as this. Stop it. Well, I agree with that. Okay, there you go. Now, uh, continuing, uh, Tilly in wartime. If you have an inept cadet next to you, you're going to die. Sorry, you're dead. She's not going to help you. She is a lodestone. She's She's a millstone. She is the albatross. That's it. She is a weight on you, and that's all. I mean, uh, Tilly, in in World War One or World War Two, Tilly would be the person who walks into the field, an, an empty field where a sniper is, and gets shot in the leg, and then screams for help to make other people come in so the sniper can get more kills. That's what Tilly is. Tilly's a bait. Tilly's a trap. She's made for other people to die. If I were on a way team with Tilly, Tilly would in my head and in my eyes be wearing a red shirt at all times. If Tilly's in trouble, I go the other way. I live, Tilly dies. The universe is safer because of it. That is that is what Tilly is. Tilly is a cautionary tale. That's I, it. Uh, Duncan Idaho says the uh, Discovery Era Federation is pretty screwed up. And it is. It seems like the way Discovery is written, the Federation betrays all of its morals. Yes. And everything is supposed to stand for, which is one of the reasons a lot of people like believe it's not in the in the continuity. It yes. have issue, I was going to say have issues with Star Trek Discovery. Uh, yeah, I do. Not in the I have yeah. hope that season two is way better. I have no hope, and you don't either. You're saying I that. I do. Just I have lots of hope. No, you don't. No, I've got high hopes. I've got deep down, pie in the sky deep hopes. down, you said high just now, and I know that's not true. All right, they're not I high, but I hope. I have yeah. hopes Yeah. that no, season two is better. No. Season Tilly had a lot of problems. Okay, let's, let's, let, let's go back to idiot Tilly. No, let's not go back to that. I'm t- we get it. <laughs> All right, I mean, I, like I said, I'm definitely not on the fan, the Tilly, silly for Tilly. No, I'm surprised that hashtag even exists. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm just sad. Because, you know, I, I, I want to create the hashtag A-M-O-N-T, the ancient mystical order of no Tillys. You know, yes, that's my hashtag. That, that would be just right in every way. But the, uh, I don't know if it's a product of the overall season one having a lot of issues Oh. Or if it's, but the character is written to, very unlikably to me. But yes. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I'm hoping. 
Is written better no. next season? You know what? You know what? You know, it is possible. I will give them this. It is possible that been being given a commission, Tilly will stand up. There you go. It is That's possible. Positive. I like that. It is possible. Although if it happens, I'll I will be, you know, surprised. And I'm not going to say happy because I hate Tilly and I want her to die in a fire, but it will be implausible and downright stupid because Tilly as a person, as written character, not the actual person who plays Tilly, which I don't even know her name. I don't, and I don't care. Uh, the, 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 the Tilly, the, the character is useless in every way and if she advances in some way it better be written very well in the story which uh, so far in discovery is not their forte so i'm assuming that she's just going to magically become competent radical killer baller says the radical killer off and wreck on her is the next janeway that would actually be better even though janeway is indisputably the worst captain of any star trek uh, series no indisputably indisputably you cannot name a worse captain than january you can't you can't you can't you mean like who actually starred in the show as the captain of of the of, of the series the main person in the series and i am counting cisco as a captain Cisco wasn't bad season seven went totally off the rails when he became space hey Jesus. you know what i'm taking all thing as a whole until he's paired by Mary Wiseman. Now you know. No, he's have to. Why battle. do I? Why, no, why do no. I care about that? I don't care about that. He's no, just no one grumpy. cares. No one. No um, one cares about that. Janeway is the worst captain in all of the Star Trek series. The worst. She makes the worst decisions. She is the worst captain. It's not because she's a woman. Don't be stupid. It's because she is a bad captain, and she. Uh, was not created for the role. She, no, not not created for the role. I'm sorry. That 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 was that was a mistake on my part. She was not prepared for the role she was thrust into in the series. She was a short range. You know, she was there for just a simple assignment of catch catch and capture. You know, maquis terrorist, and then she was flung into uh, a, a different quadrant of space. She as a captain was not prepared for this and i get that she sucked i get it i get it but that doesn't take away from the fact that even archer who had no experience at all as 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 a captain in starfleet none because no one had done anything he'd ever done was still better than her i don't know jay did pretty good considering the crew she had and everything nope nope i disagree she did she get her people made home so she did get her people home and then she went back in time and broke every single rule ever to get them home quicker. So that makes her actually objectively worse. So just saying, I mean, uh, Archer had the, had the, you know, ability to manipulate the timeline and never even thought about it. He actually said, no, stop screwing with the timeline. I'm not a part of this. Shut the hell up. That was the smart thing to do. Janeway actively screwed with the timeline. Worst captain ever. 
where it is. I wanted to see more adventures of Captain Georgia. That would have been awesome. Yes, it would have. Yes. She seemed like a level-headed captain. She did. Even Mira Georgia, I wouldn't mind seeing more of. Fair. So overall, I guess, uh, not on the Tilly bandwagon. No, no, no one should be on the Tilly bandwagon. No, the the Tilly bandwagon is minus three wheels. So get off. But I am curious can. as to what uh, exactly we're going to be. Because are we going to be doing like a hollow sim with her? Yes, yes. In the in the game. Oh God, I hate this so bad. In in the Star Trek Online game. If you create a new a new Discovery era character, you will start off as Tilly's friend. I threw up my mouth. I'm sorry. That's interesting. So you actually can create a Discovery era character. Yes, you can. But if you use your normal characters, you can go into a into the holodeck to become someone else. A la the last episode of Enterprise, which everyone knows universally sucked. Which everyone agrees not to talk about. Yes, everyone agrees not to talk about. And you can do this in the holodeck and be Tilly's best friend. Well, I know if I had the power of a holodeck available, Tilly's best friend would be high on the list. Oh, (laughs) God damn it. I hate myself so bad right now. Uh, All right. Oh, minus three wheels of Tilly Unawagon. All right. Thank you, Eat the Dog, for that passionate opinion. As always, you can watch the daily schedule, see everything going on with the Legion of Myth. Every day of the week, we're doing streaming. Here's the schedule. Live it. Love it. Wait for new things to come out. We need to get going, my friends, because it is time, my friends. We've had a lovely time with you. We hope you've had a lovely time with us. But we, it's time for everyone to go on. Time waits for no one. Everything goes forward. If you want to join the Legion, you can also do through Discord. Tweet us at Twitter at Legion of Myth. YouTube, look us up there and comment on the videos. Join us through Twitch. Subscribe! The audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music everywhere. Support Legion Myth. Your support keeps us going. You can do so through a Patreon subscription, patreon.com slash Legion Myth. A Streamlabs donation, twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion Myth. And a getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com. Impress your friends. Terrify your enemies. Find love. Your Legion Gear, Legion Myth Gear, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Or cheer for us in Twitch, the most direct way to let us know how you're feeling. Thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this. Remember, everyone, you have one life. Live it well, live it dirty, and have a great Darnell and Olive.